Welcome to the film that blew my mind. I'm John Cooper. And I'm Tabitha Jackson, here with another episode of our podcast, exploring a movie that inspires a creator we love. Ryan Coogler's films have captured the imagination of audiences all over the globe. A versatile director with a gift for nuance, Ryan is widely celebrated for his keen ability to match style to story and for his intuitive approach to crafting characters who are rich and complex. That's beautiful. That's like you. And I agree with that. Yeah, uh, totally. From his debut feature Fruitvale Station in 2013 to Creed to Black Panther to last year's Wakanda Forever, Ryan's work has decidedly changed the face of movies and audiences proving time and time again that films centred on, for example, black characters are not only viable, but record-breaking on a global scale. He's one of the founders of Proximity Media, a production company behind such films as Judas and the Black Messiah, Space Jam and Creed 3. And today, Ryan is here with us to share the film that blew his mind. Hey, Ryan. Hey, hey. Hey! Wow, you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Does did um does proximity? Do you have a mission with proximity media? Do you yeah. start around a mission? Yeah, totally, yeah, totally, like, totally. Um, I mean, it's kind of evidence, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's kind of, it's a little bit cheesy, but it's in our name. <laughs> like um, the idea of of events based entertainment uh, that brings audiences closer to subject matters that are often overlooked in media. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it tends to be like uh. If 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 a film subject matter is like on the on the face, like the plot is something that that deals with like an often overlooked subject, mm. like uh, a Judas and the Black Messiah, yeah, brilliant film by Shaka King. Our job, we see it as is is to is to find a way to eventize that, mm. you know. Um, so so you know, Shaka was real keen on it, feeling like a uh, like a thriller. You know, if you watch that, if you watch that movie, it kind yeah. of feels like 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 a Departed or or a Donnie Brasco, yeah. Know? But setting a but setting a in a, in a in a world of of the Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers and, and uh, exposing audiences to, mm-hmm. to Cointel Pro, you know, right? And then with the film like uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy or or Creed Three, you know, these are films that on the surface feel like you know major um, four quadrant events, yeah. But both of them films about Black fatherhood. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, just bringing normalizing things that that mm-hmm. that oftentimes are, are kind of on the fringes of media and entertainment. Um, yeah, and you, I mean, that's the thing that I find so amazing about your work is that it's all it's socially engaged, but that there's there's nothing about that that is going to stop it reaching millions and millions of people which is like especially because i come from up through documentaries Mm -hmm. it's like either they're going to be socially engaged or they're going to be entertainment Mm -hmm. but you have opened up this space where things can be both so you don't have to smuggle things in as much now it's like you know yeah we know we know we're in for a good time yeah that's the space we're trying to occupy that's good so our relation to you is through Sundance. So obviously I joined Sundance in 2013 mm-hmm. and that was, it was Sundance 2013 that Fruitvale played, right, Cooper? Mm-hmm. Right, I think that was the other year, yeah. And then um, I was lucky enough to take Cooper's job from him uh, <laughs> uh, to be the director of the festival and it's my my first festival, I think, when uh, we played Judas and the Black Messiah, yeah. which played right. like gangbusters. Even awesome. though it was, yeah. It, we were so, you were so nice to let us have that film. I mean, it wasn't just me. It was, it was, it was, um, you know, it was Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Macro, Charles King. Yeah. 
um, was involved in 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 Shaka, you know. Um, but yeah, we were excited. Like we all, you know, that Sundance is a big part of Proximity's life. You know, it's, it's the, the company was founded with my with my wife Zinzi. Yeah. And um, and Sabo Hanyan, uh, we all worked together for the first time professionally on Fruitville. Right. And went through that mm-hmm. went through that Sundance experience together, premiering a film there, and it, and it you know being purchased and. and and we were blessed that it, you know I won some awards that that year, and and, and um, you won all the awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, yeah, it was just just a couple. Yeah, yeah, but 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 but, it, but what was great? What was great was, you know, I met Shaka at that festival. Oh, I didn't you know, know Lily Wiggs was there. Okay. His, 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 you know, he he was he was one of the other black filmmakers there, and and he was from NYU, and and I remember meeting him. I remember the day the day we met. You know, and we took a picture together. Um, and then we actually, a little known fact, we were when after the awards of the festival and everybody was leaving, he and I got snowed in at a hotel, <laughs> you know, on our way out to the airport. And we both were, we had the Sundance flu, you know, <laughs> we were sick. <laughs> but we had dinner together in this in this in this in this small hotel, man. And and I and I remember we talked more, and then it kind of became like, we, and then we and then we started doing Black Off and Human Rights, uh, which was a collective. Um, organized by filmmakers and activists. Um, we put on some events in New York. One of the first things we did was uh, uh, after the murder of Eric Garner by NYPD officer, we put on a, a reading of Do the Right Thing. Mm. And Shaka and I collaborated on it. Eventually, we were hanging out and he and he told us what he was working on. This, they had this, this idea he had that would end up becoming Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Zinzi and I, we didn't have a production company yet, but we left and Zinzi was like, yo, man, if we ever were we're in a situation to help me make that movie, man. We gotta, we gotta jump on it. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. But I mean, it's like us, us getting, you know, us getting Judas, you know, came from Sunday. Yeah. You know, like it was, yeah. that, you know, if, if you take Sundance out of the equation, we don't have a company. You take Sundance out of the equation, I wouldn't have met Shaka. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a great origin story, isn't yeah. it? I didn't, I didn't know that. We have the origin story with him and me is him and I. I don't know, whatever <laughs> is um. <laughs> He was at the labs, and then it was just like, you know, we're getting we're gearing up to watch movies for the festival, and so much prayer. Everybody's like, Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler. I was like, all right. When he shows me the film, we'll talk about Ryan Coogler, but not until I don't. They're all like, they had you in a condo already. They had you. Oh, my God. They had you done. It's so like, no, this is my choice, not yours. Every calm down. So, but it was very easy once we saw the film, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 It was very easy after that. <laughs> so, speaking of films. Yes. the F- Ryan Coogler, the film that blew my mind. What is your movie? I picked uh, a film called Un Prophet by Jacques Adiard, 2009, French crime drama. Ooh, a prophet, Jacques Odiard. Yes. You know, he did a film in 2005 called The Beat That My Heart Skipped that I absolutely loved. Yep. He did Rust and Bone in 2012. This one, A Prophet, well, stars... Between them, right? Yeah. This is between those <laughs> That's two right. films, right? Right. Yeah. Indeed. Your maths is coming on a tree, Cooper. <laughs> and this this one stars Tahar Rahim, fantastic actor. But Cooper, I can't do the I can't do the high level plot summary, can you? <laughs> yeah. It's um it's about Malik. Uh he's Algerian descent. He has been sentenced sentenced to six years in prison. So Starting right there, that's a that's a big problem for Malik. He can't read. Yeah, he's basically not. He's worldly, but but not. Um, 
He's a lone He doesn't have any skills in this world. He's just been muddling through. And he's really trying to survive. And this is really about power, hierarchy, identity in this prison that's run by a Corsican mob. And so there's all these power dynamics going on. He has to figure his way through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And a scary Corsican mob boss called Cesar. He's another great yeah, character. Cesar is a great character. What uh, ODR does so well is he does gritty in a beautiful way. His films are so cinematic. The music is so um, amazing. And um, he's a great, he's a master filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan. When did you first see this? Do you it's a great remember? question. I do, yeah. I do remember. I do remember. We want to get into like the yeah. set the scene of how you discovered this. Film. So, so for me to talk about when I saw it, like, like I, I got to give you like some more context, right? Like, like um, I was in film school from the year f- from spring of two thousand eight to spring of two thousand eleven. When I went, to, I went to USC in Los Angeles. When mm-hmm. I went to when I went to film school, I was you know I spent my whole life playing football. I just like walked off the field. And, and decided I'm gonna try to become a filmmaker. I was probably 22, and I had never been out of the country. The closest I had come to, to leaving the country was like watching international cinema, and I hadn't seen a lot of international cinema. It was it was limited to like a few films that broke through, mainly City of God, mm-hmm. which at the time of me coming to film school was my favorite movie. Right, and I realized. You know, I mean, City of God is an incredible film, right? Yeah. Like, but 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 also it was through that film that I traveled. You know what I mean? I got to learn about Brazil and got to kind of relate to it. And um, when I got when I was in film school, I, I did a, a semester, my second semester. We got to do a project called Five Hundred Eight, which is like the first time, you know, you get to make a movie at school that you could submit to festivals. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the right. first semester, you making movies all the time. But it's, it was against the, it was against rules to submit these. Right, movies. Right now they have that they have that rule. There, yeah, right? yeah. So so this so this semester was like you know this in, in this movie, in many ways this the five away can kind of make or break your path. You know if you want to if you want to write and direct because because it was so much pressure on this movie and 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 they, and they would pair you up with a classmate, not of your choosing. They just kind of randomly would pair you up. You know right. and, and it was and it was tough, right? Because if you got paired up with somebody who wasn't serious, yeah, you know this person was your cinematographer and your editor. You know what I mean? Like, 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 so, so, and we were shooting on these old film cameras. We were the last, last, last class to shoot <laughs> on film cameras. So like, you know, this person had to load the film, for instance. You know what right. I mean? So a lot of people would get, a lot of people would get played. Their movies would get played before they even started because like the the person couldn't load film oh, or man. didn't take it serious oh, or didn't care about the lights. You know, it was a lot of falling, lot of falling outs. To, like, it was a lot of pressure on everybody to figure out who your partner was going to be. Mm-hmm. I got hooked up with a guy named Francisco Kosterlitz, who was from Buenos Aires, Argentina. And... He was brilliant. He was very serious, you know. Um, and we and we made two really cool movies together. Okay. You know, he, he he. I went first. He shot my film and then and did and, and, and cut it, and then I shot his movie and, wow. and cut that. But but in preparation, he was he was giving me all this international cinema from where he was from. You uh, know what I, I mean? See. From from Latin American cinema. Mm-hmm. And at that time. You know, I had been training in a very formal style of like, you know, put the camera on a tripod, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> you know, storyboard everything. And he was showing me all of this, all of this stuff that was filmed, docu style, naturalistic. Big one was Amores Peros. He showed, right. he, he showed me. We watched it together. And he he read my script, was called Locks, about a guy who wakes up in Oakland with dreadlocks who decides to cut his hair off. And he was like, "Yo, man," he's he's like he's like Coog, yo, Coog. 
this, this script is speaking to me. It needs to be in this style, the docudrama handheld style. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, nah, man, we're gonna be on a tripod dollies. You know, like, this is just how I've been trained, and that was how we shot it. But man, did I love it more as Peros. And, and man, did I, did I like, did he like kind of like open me up to like, I'm like, yeah. I gotta watch, I gotta watch more cinema from the, from the world. Long story short, that movie that we made together called Locks, I, I, I sent it to festivals, got denied, got a bunch of rejection letters. But I got, I got, it got accepted to to Tribeca Film Festival, and then it got accepted to this program that played at the American Pavilion at Cannes. Oh uh, wow! So through that film, I got to travel to New York for the first time. You know, did the did the New York thing, and then later on, it was like it was like, damn, this movie's playing at Cannes. It's two thousand Cannes, two thousand nine. I'm, I'm I didn't, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a passport. You know, right. <laughs> um, but my but my teachers found out, and my and my dean daily found out. And, and, and then, like, weird shit started. Can I curse on this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, weird shit started happening. Like, my teachers were, like, like randomly, like, give me, like, like put, slip, like, $100 in my pocket. Like, hey, man, I heard you going, I heard you going to can. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, uh, that would get you one drink. It would get me one drink. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. You know, and then, um, and then, and then. We steal the rest. Yeah, and, and, I, and I had a buddy who, 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 uh, who was, like, doing security for, for, like, Michael Jackson at the time. And he was like, I'm going to help you get your passport. So he like wrote a letter for me from like the from like his security company saying I had to fly. I took that to the passport office. And they gave me a passport like the next day. Whoa! Uh, so, so so the next thing I know, I was I was going. You know, the school helped school helped, like found a way for me to get out there. It was my first time out of the country. It was amazing. It's amazing that the first time you leave the country is to go to the Cannes yes. Film Festival yes. because your film is playing there. Yes, yes. And so many things happened to me while I was while I while I was while I was out there. I, I, I had espresso for the first time. You know, I mean, I'm a coffee fanatic now. Right. I went to the film market, and I saw how many feature films like had been made. Like that, and, right. and it, got, yeah, it, 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 it put a fire in me to like make a feature. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, oh, I can get this, I can get it done if this many. I had, you know, I remember just walking around in those in those, in those halls and seeing all the posters like from all over the you know what right. I mean? from, from all over the world. And and but the, the one film that I heard about, right, that I didn't see. Was a profit. Couldn't get a ticket for it. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, like and and, and, I, and I and people were telling me it was good, you know. So, so but I didn't see it. And then the profit got a release. It was like Sony Pictures Classics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw the trailer for it. In the trailer, I was like, man, what is going on in this in, the, in, the, in this in this thing? And it's, it's, it's comparing it to the Godfather and the you know what I mean you know we, we, we right. And I'm like and I'm like you know I'm gonna have to go check this out. <laughs> the, the story of me in this movie is actually like is actually bittersweet because. I can't talk about this movie without talking about the arc like Hollywood. Um, because that was my theater when I was in film school. Right. And I, I was spending all my money there. You know, like I would, I would go I would go see movies there. So I, so I went to go see a prophet like by myself. It was like in the middle of the day. And I might have been like one of five people in the, in the, in the, in the theater. Yeah. But I'm glad you saw it in the cinema. Yeah. You know. Cause it's, it's, and, and here's, it, the, here's, the, here's the rub. It's right for that. Here's the rub. Yeah. I fell asleep on it. <laughs> so, I, so I fell asleep on it, like and it just because I was I was in film school, I wasn't sleeping. You know what I mean? Like I'm working all the time, and I and I, I like I fall asleep when he first shows up to the prison, and then I wake up during the car the car accident, like the, like the midpoint car accident, and I'm like, oh, and all know, of a sudden he's a gangster. Yeah, yeah, and I fall, and I, and I fall asleep again. Oh <laughs> man, like, you know, so know. I, so I, so I leave, and I go to the lobby, and I'm like, yo, when's it showing again? <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know, you know, buy another buy buy another ticket, go back in. And and I fall asleep on this this time, but this time I fall asleep on the parts when I was awake. You know what I'm saying? Last time, you know, because I'm just I'm just so tired. You it's know? been a long day yeah. in the arc. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like I'm like, man, this thing's pretty great. 
and I can't get some of the scenes out of my <laughs> out of my mind. So then I'm like, man, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back again before it, before it leaves, and I'm gonna watch it all through in, in, in one setting. So I, so I go back on the weekend and I get some sleep the night before, you know, the night before, and I go in. Drinking espresso. Drinking espresso. Yeah. Go yeah. get the coffee from the, you know, they had, they had the coffee shop yeah, and everything. And, yeah. and I watch it and I watch it all the way through. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just mind blown. Like I couldn't believe, you know, everything about it. And and then and then, you know, I then I had then I got the home video relationship with it. And I will watch it at, you know, I'll watch it at at, at at home. How many times do you think you've seen it? Probably thirty times. Whoa. Wow. Like, yeah. Wow. It's not that bad. No, no. <laughs> I might have seen other movies more. I, I I try to watch it whenever I'm about to make a movie. Okay. You know, like just to remind myself of like what the medium can be. Well, tell tell us more about that. What did yeah, you see in it? I mean, it's my favorite movie, right? It's a, it's a, it's a layer movie. It's dense. It's an epic. Yeah, epic. man. It's got so much. It's got so much to it. Yeah. What I liked the most about it, it was it was like it it can't be defined as one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you can't call it a you can't call it like a, a gangster movie, right? Can't call it a prison movie, right? You know, but it is both of those even though things. it is those things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. would be that would be limiting. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, like like it's it's kind of like um undefinable. And what I also it's, it's it's a universal story while at the same time being very French. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is which is like it's like my it's like my my hopes and dreams is to make things so specific that they become universal through their specificity. Right. You know, that was what we were trying to do with Fruitville. Right. You know, like yeah. like um. I was trying to make the like the most Bay Area movie ever made, mm-hmm. but at the same time, somehow make it just totally human. Like no matter where you are, you can watch it and understand what's happening and relate. Yeah, you know. So I thought they just nailed that. Well, so should we watch a little clip? Yeah, let's watch something just to get us in the get oh. us in the mood. Ah, uh, yes. This is the first big turning point in the film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Malik has come down the hall to murder another cellmate. He has to prove his loyalty to the Corsican mob that run this prison. So he's, and then he's come for a he's coming for a sexual encounter, but yeah. he's hiding a razor blade in his mouth. No, no, sorry. We've all done that, haven't we, Cooper? And the other inmate is an Arab, which is interesting because he's now he's treating him with respect and kindness that Malik is unused to. Yeah. Yeah, he's cute too. He's offering him. He's offering him kindness, coffee, and and. Um, and his books, he's offering to, to lend him his books so he can read. Right. Yeah. And he's cute and he's cute. Sorry, just had to say that. He's got he's lovely beautiful. eyes. Oh my god. And Malik has got a razor blade hidden in his mouth. Uh-huh. So he can't really so smile. Nervous. He can't respond, he's confused. He's really nervous too. I think what he does with tension, what ODR does with tension in this scene is just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I see you in the court. 
Tu tournes toujours tout seul. En plus, t'es toujours fringué pareil. T'as pas de copains ici Personne Moi, je suis en transit. Je vais pas rester. Je te laisserai des bouquins si tu veux. Même si je sais pas lire, tu pourras apprendre. Putain, mais ferme ta gueule, toi. Oh my god, when you see that trickle of blood coming out of the side of his mouth, Malik's mouth, it's just terrifying. He's going to give himself away. Ça va ou quoi? Qu'est-ce qu'il fait là? Viens. Viens là. It's on. Whenever I recommend this movie to people, yeah, I forget about how violent it is. Right. I'm thinking about everything else. Right. I've done that. Like I, I recommended yeah. it to people, and they and they've like come back to me like, "Yo, bro, what did you just make me watch?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this, right. this scene specifically, man. Oh, like, yeah, the, the, this is the worst part for me. I don't know. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. it's awful. It's awful. Yeah, it was a horrible, <laughs> it was a horrible situation. It doesn't go how you're supposed to go. This is this is like this like the Godfather comparisons. I think they all are from this scene. From that scene, right? Yeah, I think, think. I think they all are from this scene. You know, like like. What you're talking about when you're talking about Jacques um, ODR is he also uses techniques in this movie. It's not just a straightforward drama that's real. No. He uses the, because this is the character that he uses in all that fantasy yes. stuff. Yeah. The happy birthday with the finger yeah, burning. He's haunted, he's haunted by it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, and, and, and he yeah. actually shows it, which is kind of like. It's brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's, not it's, very many people do that. It's like a, like a magical realism. Because mm-hmm. the movie's also about spirituality, it's about colonization. Yeah, because of the, the Arab characters the, the, the in, in France culture. Too. Yeah, like like it's yeah. the mismatch of cultures and and if you watch this movie when he first comes, it's a, it's an identity movie above anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an identity movie. Like he comes in, he checks into the prison. One of the first questions he's asked is like, "Yo, do you eat, do do you eat pork?" Right. Yeah. I ask him that, and he's like, "Yeah." He's you like, I mean? "Yeah." Like, yeah no, no, like he like, you yeah. know, you know, he he doesn't like, and the and the guard is kind of confused. Yeah. So so what's what's great about this movie? It's also the the character, the character's superpower. He's 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 maybe the most gifted learner yeah. to ever to ever be put to screen. Yeah, in that he's taking lessons from everybody. Like even the guy that he has to murder, he's taking yeah. lessons from his tormentor in the film. Also, eventually, he becomes his tutor. Mm-hmm. And he's and it feels like he's underestimated. When he comes in, he's underestimated because oh, yeah. he's he's having trouble writing. Maybe we, as the audience, are underestimating it, yeah. underestimating him. And then, yeah, as he begin as he begins to learn, yeah, uh, it's really powerful. Totally, and really moving. Some of those scenes about when he's learning to read. Oh man! And he's going back, <laughs> and then he's learning to read, and then he's also learning another language. Oh, yeah. As like, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just, yeah, you're so right. He's taking in everything around yeah. him. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. He becomes a Muslim, like, in, mm-hmm. in, in in prison. But he comes in, it's clear that he's Arab. 
Yeah. Right. But he's not a religious guy. Yeah. Right. You know? like, yeah. It's a blank slate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like, in, 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 so they don't, like, people don't really know what to do with him. But also, like, if you watch the movie, Jacques is telling you, he's telling you, like, key things about him. Mm. Like, he, he gets, he gets, it's a, it's a point when he gets robbed when he first comes in. Yeah. And, and they beat him up and take his shoes. And he stands up and you linger. And he said, you can see the character, he says, fuck this, I'm gonna try to go get him back. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He tries to go, and they beat him up worse. <laughs> But it's interesting, like it tells it tells you that he's that he's a, he's a fighter. Yeah, you know what I'm, you know what I'm, you know what I mean. Like it tells you that about him. Like, and he's got pride. He's got pride to him. You yeah. know, and nobody's telling him, hey man, you gotta go f- try to fight these guys. Right. He tells himself, but then you know, but then he had he has, you know, he has lines like he's he's never killed anybody before. Right. You know, like and that, that's that's the thing where it's like, man, hold on, I can't do that. Tries to call the warden. Hey man, he's you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, warden doesn't show up. Yeah. You know, it, it, it becomes clear that you, you gotta kill this guy. You know, or you know, yeah. you're not going to survive. And that you that know? bit there is some of the most like economical, dramatic storytelling oh, of oh, like right there in that moment, he's got to kill or he will be killed. Yes, and the script is so spare, and then it's like, oh my god, this is where we are. Yeah. This is where he is. This is where we are. What's going to happen? But it's also the way that they the way that they show him that they can kill him. They put a bag over his head. You know, like right, they, right. and like like they like they take his oxygen away. Yeah, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Which yeah. is like one of the few things he has left. You know, like right. it, it's also a movie about about power. You know, in in the power that lies in numbers, but also the power that lies in organized numbers. Yeah, you know, it's a comment that that that's made like the, the, the over the arc of the film, the, the Corsicans numbers thin out, yeah. while, while the numbers for the for the for the Arabs. Continues to rise, mm-hmm. you know. Right, right. And there's a point. There's a point in the film where his name is Caesar, where 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 where, where Caesar tells Malik kind of offhand, if they if they if they could get their shit together, they would run this place. Right. You know, like he kind of, but he says he says it in a way like, yo, they never will. Yeah, he says but it in the, a racist way, in a very racist. Like yeah. he has a black man in America. Like I know that. I know that stupid. statement. Right. You know, like, right. Yeah, I know what that. Right. I know what that yeah. means. You yeah. know what I'm. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. But what's interesting is too. You got other dynamics as well because you because because you have a situation. There's a character named Latif the Egyptian. Yeah. Who's a black Muslim? Yeah. You know, like like a, a character who's 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 you. I guess you could call it, he's sub-Saharan African. Yeah. And and the, and the Arabs are racist towards him. You know. You know. What I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? He's he's like a. He's like an obstacle for them in the in the in the film. It's it's very it's very layered, and it and felt it felt like so global. Yeah, because you know? in that bit too, I found that, that. So you're right. It's like this hierarchy of hierarchy of power that's yes. based on race. And I felt when Malik says at one point, um, the the you know the, his, Cesar is the Corsican guy, and there's this Corsican group power group, yep. and then there is the Muslim group or Arab group, yep. and he uh, and it's a Muslim group, and he says at one point he says I I everyone thinks I'm a Corsican. He's being rejected by the people that he that he relates to. Yeah. Arabs and also by the Corsicans and yeah. is put down. And just as a as a mixed race person, it's like oh. that that feeling yeah. too. Like you're not one of us, yeah, but you're not one of us either. So that that it is, there is stuff in there that's just human. It's, it's brilliant. So I, I I steal something from this movie almost every time I make a movie. Oh, that's my question. Yeah, actually. like, like okay. you know, and like what I stole from it on my latest movie, because 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 a prophet is also a language film, right? You know, like it's a film where 
you know, it's tons of languages being spoken. Uh-huh. And and what I what I realized after like my my tenth time watching it was that they were changing the subtitles like per language. So so like because I'm I'm looking at it with English subtitles. I realized oh when it's when it's French that's being spoken, the subtitles are one way. When it's when it's when it's Arabic that's being spoken, the subtitles are one way. But when it's Corsican, the subtitles are italicized. You know, oh, like like you know. So he was trying. He was trying to because it's such a part of the film. Yeah, he wanted non-French speakers to understand what was happening. Right, you know, like when when they right. speak Corsican, you know, what I'm, right. you know, like like yeah. it's it's a, it's a topic now. So so for for what kind of forever, it's also a language movie. Yeah, it's like seven languages spoken in what kind of forever. And those mm-hmm. are big plot points too. A lot of those little those little moments oh, where time. they're speaking. You know, to each other, nobody else can hear it. Those are big plot points in this, so you need to like some some way big, for the audience to. Big time, yeah. So you did that in Wakanda. We did, like we 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 did when you know when it's close up being spoken, it's yellow. When, yeah. When it's that. when it's when it's you could take my being spoken is 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 blue. Right. You know. Yeah. And in, in, in any any European language, we just left it white. Right. You know, like like um. <laughs> So that, so that was that was kind of like how we how we how you just how we how we played identified it. right yeah, yeah yeah like like but but but, but that film was the first one I, I noticed right because you know? we because as an audience it's easy to think if we understand what's going on then everyone understands what's right. going on but it's who thinks they understand right. or who who is assumed to understand you presume have to show us not the room. to you have to show us that room and yeah who's, who's giving yeah. what or or it doesn't make sense yeah and, and, it doesn't and, drive the plot and, and, and like what manipulative leaders do because because when yeah. when Caesar finds out that 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 he speaks Corsican he strikes him. But but that that his relationship with Caesar, you know, it's a it's a power relationship, but it's also like you say, he Caesar becomes his mentor in some way. Surrogate father. Surrogate father who yeah. but surrogate father who also slaps him. He brings him yeah. closer and then he hits him. He brings yeah. him closer and then he slaps him. And and that by the end of the movie, when Cesar is a when he's lost his power and he's approaching Malik. When he goes down, when he's punched when it, when, to the ground, oh, when, it, when his guy punches him, it's so powerful because it's, oh, it's heartbreaking. That. And and you yeah. just see what's in Malik's eyes as he watches this happen. Yeah, it's so powerful, but only because you've had all of that. But it's not just oh now I'm on top. It's that father son relationship. Oh, it's so and it's complicated. Like, yeah, but Malik's, yeah. Malik's eyes as it goes on and he starts getting. You know, the guy treats him bad, and he knows that it's wrong now. He knows that he has power. He, the anger in him, you see it in his eyes. His eyes start to get a little darker every time he oh, does yeah. it. Mm-hmm. He's taking it, but he always has to look away and the, into the camera usually, which is brilliant, of yeah. course, mm-hmm. because then you mm-hmm. just see the. Sometimes it's in his mouth too. His mouth gets a little twitchy. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, I'm pissed off, but I yeah, man, keep going, it, it, you know. it, it, his performance is his performance out of this world. His performance, yeah. what he does, <laughs> it, what he's holding in his body and his, his face—it's like it's so intense. Yes, I was also struck by uh, just like there's so much violence in it. There's there's power. There are these big powerful things going on, mm. and that this there's this beautiful tender. Soundtrack mm-hmm. by I think it's who is Desplat. Alexandra Desplat, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it manages to encompass all this humanity and it's tenderness on. as well as as well as violence, you know, the violence of the systems and the structures and the it's mythic and the power. It's mythic, yeah, yeah. very mythic, score, yeah, like sparse, yeah. So, so I, had, I went to school with a woman named Monica Cinder, who's a filmmaker, 
and and I I remember she she, she loved uh, a prophet as much as I did. We yeah. were talking about it in film school. Was, this is all like I'm in the middle. I'm in the heart of film school, and I'm watching right. this movie, and I'm telling people to watch it. And I was half of what film school was. I was like, hey, yo, what are you watching? Hey, man, we need to go. See, we need to go see this. Like, let's go to the art. Let's go meet up at this this screen and that screen, and you know. And, and she says, yo, the end of the movie, he got three cars behind him. She's like, why is it three cars? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. She's like, he got three cars because he. Cause it's three mobs he controls now. It's, 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 the, it's the Arabs, it's the Corsicans, and the Italians. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if we like in the room two, three, sevens on now or what. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like. I love that three car thing though because he also like halfway through the movie when they're figuring out how to do the hash thing, he's like, we have three cars. Ones, right, right. The, ones at this juncture, the, front and the car, other, the middle yeah. car, yeah. and the back yeah. car. Yeah, Jacques. Jacques in the in the um in the director's commentary, he says like, it's the crime movie, but he but he like it like sh- it skirts the genre because he just rises, mm-hmm. he never falls. Right. You know, it's just, he just rises, rises, goes, 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 goes. Ah, that's right. And, and like, cause usually in a movie like this, that's why I thought he was gonna get his head blown off in that car. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, this is where it happens. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uncut gems, it's Scarface. It's, yeah. It's, it's, you know all these movies that follow this trajectory, that guy dies. And it, but when he gets out of the car, he doesn't die. I'm like, well, where's this movie going? You know, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? But that, and the the thing that's so powerful about that is that he keeps rising and rising and rising is because he's an Arab in France mm-hmm. and that you mm-hmm. will never have seen that on film. Never. Right. It's never. a big deal. And it's just, it's such a powerful thing that ODR did. Yeah. With that. It's putting, brilliant. making new images for people to see. I mean, oh, it's, it's not brilliant. necessarily, don't try this at home, kids, but yeah. it's still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't want to be this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But cause it, the movie is very much like, it's very circular, like very circuitous, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it, start, it starts where it, it starts where it ends, mm-hmm. you know. Right, um, yeah. Which is like, a, I love stories like that, you know, and, 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 and those stories, like, they feel like, um, it just feels so intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, you know, but if you look at the establishing shots, the first time you see the Corsicans on the yard. Right. It's, it's, it, you know, it's, they feel the frame. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they're yeah. standing in an organized way, you know, and that's how you see the, that's how you see the, the Arabs on the yard for the last time. They feel, it's, it, they feel right. the frame in an organized yeah. way. Yeah. And Cesar's by itself. Yeah. You know, sitting on, a, sitting on, he's just an old man on a bench by himself. That's right. You know, that's right. He doesn't, he doesn't waste your time in any shot. No. Every shot is filled with something that you need to know. Yeah. And that's what's brilliant about him. It yeah. is. It is. And I, I that just you, what you just said, Ryan, reminds me of. Um, you talked about that it comes back to where it started, and Carrie, Carrie May Weems, fantastic. Uh, artist talked about spirals and how it seems like you're coming back to where you were before but you're slightly elevated so oh wow Wow. you see things completely differently wow you may think you're back in the same place but everything has changed and it's just like so it's like a spirally movie Carrie Mae Weems. She is. She is a genius. She's a. I think you'd like her work too. She's a fantastic photographer. Yeah. I'm on my way. I'll send you a little link. Yeah. Um, We have have to let him go. Yeah, I guess we do. But it's so lovely. This space of just talking about one film and what it means. But should we do? um, Okay, let's do three quick question. What is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you in a movie theater? I'm not answering that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> I 
Next question. Okay, I think <laughs> that's where I go every single time too. Like, I'm, just I'm glad you're. Next question. Uh-huh. No, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I had to be like in the ninth or tenth grade, and I went to the movies to see any given Sunday opening uh-huh. weekend. It's an already movie, Oliver Stone, mm-hmm. and all my football homies was there at the theater. Like, it was just this theater was in Richmond, California. Yeah, long movie, and um, people started to get a little bored in the theater. Packed house. Somebody th- thinks it's funny to like start throwing stuff at people. And these are kids, man. They like like our age, I think. Maybe a little older. And they throwing like candy at first. Now they throw three candies, and they hit somebody, and they laugh. And then it's a box of candy, and they hit somebody, <laughs> and they laugh. And then it's a soda, a whole soda of ice. Oh dear. And it hits a lady in the back of the head. <laughs> and the lady's date stands up. It <laughs> says, "Y'all think it's funny to throw stuff? Pulls out a gun, shoots into the air." What? In the, in the theater. Oh, whoa! <laughs> theater clears out, and uh, they start, the projection stops the movie. If we in the lobby, we, and I'm and we like, hey yo, say, so what's going to happen when we borrow tickets? You know, and like, all right, you want your money back? They're like, all right, whoever was in theater, so and so, man, y'all can come line up, y'all get your money back. <laughs> so we standing in line, and I'm in line with all my homies, and uh, <laughs> one of my partners goes up to get his money back. And I gotta say is we all minors, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. none of us are old enough to see this movie. <laughs> My parents bought me the tickets for this movie and they left. And 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 he goes to get to get his money back. And like this tickets for Toy Story or whatever. <laughs> 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 I get your money back. You, know, you were supposed to be in this theater. He's like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's the weirdest thing ever happened to me in the in the movie theater. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah. Whoa, that, that, was, was, that, that, was, that was worth the wait. Yeah, that was I, didn't, the wait. I didn't see that one coming, yeah. that's for sure. I mean, that's not particularly to me. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That question some, I'm not answering. That's something that's yeah. weird happening. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> this, this the film so that blew my yeah. It was very fun. Congratulations on this. It was deep as well. Yeah, yeah. Deep and fun. All right. And we did what we wanted to do. We learned something about you and, and the way you work. And yeah. that, that's important because yeah. You know, yeah. that's what we're about. Awesome. Do you still drink espressos? Big time. I got, yeah. I got, it's, it's my, um, it's the habit I'm most passionate about. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll, 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 I'll try to, I'll try to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a hard, got several machines. They're helpful. All right. Go yeah. get one. Yeah. You've deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I, you I so much. I got several of them already. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm maxed out. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, Ryan. This interview was recorded prior to the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. We proudly support the people who work to create these stories and bring them to the screen. If you'd like to share the film that blew your mind, send us an email to stories at thefilmthatblewmymind.com. The Film That Blew My Mind is hosted by me, John Cooper. And me, Tabitha Jackson. Our executive producer is Jessica Buzzard. The show is produced by Goat Rodeo. And to find more of their work, go to GoatRodeoDC.com. Executive producers at Goat Rodeo are Megan Nadalski and Ian Enright. Creative producers are Max Johnston, Isabel Kirby McGowan, Rebecca Seidel, and Jay Venables. Mixing and engineering by Rebecca Seidel. Intro music from Wayne Jones. Marketing and publicity by Stephen Raphael at Required Viewing. Graphics by Lee Fenvis. Special thanks to Trevor Groth, Kirsten Chalker, 
John Nine, and especially Christine Buzzard. Also to all our friends and family who put up with us and our crazy projects. Aww. If you like this episode, why don't you subscribe to stay up to date on new ones? And maybe leave us a rating and a review. Oh, and if you have any left, tell your friends.